Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is uh, episode the first episode from our San Francisco Film Festival reviews uh, with our review of Leave No Trace. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. If you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week... I don't know when this film will be coming near you. Probably in the next, uh, probably at the end of June or something like that. I feel like most of these were releasing around June. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, last week uh, before we flew out to New York was the San Francisco Film Festival. And while we were there, we saw a number of films, some of which we are going to be reviewing here for you. <laughs> some of which we are embargoed against discussing. Yeah. And one of which was canceled due to a projector malfunction. Damn you, American animals. Yeah, it made me quite, quite sad. Um, but yes, we're here. Um, these next few episodes may be shorter than the usual episodes. Uh, who knows? We, we'll, we'll see when we get into these. Um, we'll do our best. We probably won't have any spoiler sections for these because these are films that aren't going to be available to you listeners for another few months. Um, but we'll kind of try to let you know what we thought about them and hopefully we can recommend um, or not recommend some of these films for you guys. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm ready to do this, Steven. I'm ready. Hands on the back of your head. Don't move. Anything on you that's gonna hurt me? Just the knives. Where were you running? Huh? You alone out here? My daughter's with me. Tom, come out! Tom, come out! Cooperate. We haven't done anything wrong. Cooperate. Leave No Trace uh, is the story of a father and his daughter who have been sort of living off the land in a park in Portland. Portland. Um, and basically they've sort of just been living together off the land. He is a vet and uh, he's sort of just been living there, teaching her how to survive, self-teaching uh, her the classes that she would be if she was normally in school. And uh, they are caught by law enforcement and uh, their life is sort of interrupted, their, their nor- normal pattern of daily life. And the film is told from the daughter's point of view as she sort of adjusts to the new life they're forced into, having been caught for uh, squatting in a public park. Mm-hmm. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Leave No Trace? I thought this was the perfect sort of movie to watch in the context of a local film festival. Um, what I mean by that is this is the sort of movie that is not big. It isn't making a grand statement. It isn't doing a whole lot. And short of Ben Foster, it doesn't have any kind of name power behind it. Yeah. Um, but the story it wants to tell is so small and careful that if you're in a crowd of sympathetic people who want to get the most out of the movie, I think it just delivers a bunch. Um, this is exactly what I wanted from Captain Fantastic or The Glass <laughs> Castle with none of the kind of pseudo-intellectual baggage or like obvious heartstring tugging that those movies did. This is a movie that, if it was manipulating me, it did it so gently that I barely noticed. I think this is a very, very naturalistic, simple story that just wants to tell you, imagine two people who are homeless, like who are living outside in parks try to picture what their life looks like and what would drive them to live this way and what their dynamic would be and that's it yeah yeah. that's the whole setup of the movie the rest is just watching them interact things happen to them they go on a little bit of a 
roller coaster of sorts emotionally, but this is just a movie about what would it be like to have been in that situation. Um, so much so that you and I both thought this must have been inspired by an autobiographical uh, source material. It, it wasn't actually. It was just like a fiction story. That oh, is it wrote. fiction? May, maybe it was informed. It's, it's based on a so it's based on a book which I just assumed was a memoir. No, yeah, it's based on a book that does not appear to be a memoir because the author is a man and the story is about a young girl and her father. Hmm. Um, but it has so Ste- many details. Steven, we're gonna have a problem. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it has so many details that. I feel like it must be based on at least someone who understands the social sector, kind of the way Short Term 12. Short Term 12 seemed like it had to be written by a person who worked in the social sector, who worked with troubled children, but I don't think it was, but it was written informed by that, by someone who was interested in that world and wanted to learn about it. Um, And this just feels so specific. It would blow my mind if it isn't informed by it. Um, There's so many details in this movie, like the questionnaire that the social worker asks of Ben Foster's character when he's been taken in for questioning, the flag performance at a church that they go to, um, (laughs) this very particular kind of RV community that they stumble around, or a greyhound to Washington, or just the kindness of strangers. Like This is a movie where so many people behave kindly and decently in ways that do not normally play well on film because you want every character to have like a motive or an agenda. And this is just a movie that is like two people trying their best and the rest of the world trying to be relatively decent people in the face of that. And I just found it very tender. I really love the relationship between the daughter, Thomas and Mackenzie is the actress's name and the father, Ben Foster, like the sounds they make to each other to signal what they're doing, the details of how they go into hiding when they think they're going to be caught. It, it's just very heartfelt. And it, it's simple. I think The Florida Project is like a pretty easy thing to compare this movie to in that it is just trying to show you this world, like illuminate a world that exists and not do much else. Yeah. I don't know that this could withstand a big theatrical release, but I think this is a like wonderful little indie movie to, to soak in. So I... I had a really nice time with this. I thought it set the tone of the festival very well. Um, so as as listeners, long-time listeners to the podcast, not even that long, as, as in several months ago, listeners to the podcast know The Florida Project was my second favorite film of last year. Um, that film was really special to me, um, and I really loved it. And I think that there are things to compare to, um, and it's mostly the fact that, like, the daughter was living under conditions that were not great, but you can see genuine love of the father. I think that it's clear from this story that even though they were homeless, not just in like a, a rundown hotel, that I think Ben Foster was providing for her more than maybe the mother in, in the Florida Project was. Like she had a roof over her head, but she was also in not so great conditions. Mm. Um, and I think in both cases, it's about children who are in non-ideal situations who are fine with the situation they're in and don't understand the gravity of the situation that they're in. Um, I think those are the levels of, 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 of how, those are the easy ways that you can compare both stories and what they share in the positiveness of them. Um, I think in general, I like this far less than I like the Florida project. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny. The, uh, I like, as, as I mentioned a few moments ago, I a hundred percent just assume that this book was a memoir because, you know, as we were leaving the theater, I kind of like made, made the statement that as the film was going, I felt like this had to end with either titles specifically talking to the writer's father or a based on a book type thing. 
and once again, I assumed it was a memoir because I feel like this film is is not as informative as it should be. Mm. I think that it. I, I agree that it was written by somebody who has knowledge of of like social work systems and how they work and what it can do to parent-child um, pairings. But I feel like it is not written from a person who experienced it as the child, um, even though the story is told from that standpoint. Because I feel that we... I feel like the film is one of, is the type of film that truly is told from the child's perspective in that the audience doesn't get to know the true things that are happening to to the pairing like i I feel that that just like the daughter wouldn't understand what's happening to her what's happening to her father what her father's going through the the past that the father has lived through why when he came back um from like war and after his wife was no longer in the picture why he resorted to like living in the wilderness away from normal society like the film can't deal with that because it's told from a point of view that doesn't understand what happened or why those decisions are being made. And I feel that this is the type of story that I really want to feel that. Like I want to understand from both the father's standpoint and from the daughter's standpoint, why what they're going through is either okay or not okay. And I feel like the film doesn't really take that stance. It's just a very experiential film that is like, it it feels like the type of story, like one of the films we're not going to review is is don't worry you won't get far on foot Mm. and in that film i think that steven and i um a we're not very positive on the film and and b i think that that film was just the type of film that is like these events happened in real life here they are in film form yeah yeah i made a movie these all happened and that doesn't make a good narrative necessarily and i think that the the overall arc of these characters is not that great. Being with the characters from it is rewarding. Like seeing these characters interact and seeing the girl make the decision she makes by the end of the film is like, it's, 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 it has heartfelt moments and it's like, I, it, it, it's, it's not an unenjoyable film, right? Um, it, I enjoyed watching it, but I just think it's not that great of a story and outside of my assumption that the events all happened, I didn't know why this was it, it was decided to be made into a film because I don't think the story overall is that interesting outside of the seeing a father who loves his daughter trying to provide for her while still trying to live the life that he feels comfortable living post fighting in a war <laughs> so i think i i definitely get what you're saying we, we talked about this a little bit after after the film and it's true this definitely is not a movie that wants to tell us why ben foster feels the way he feels um it harkens back to a few things like having been in the war and the loss of loss of his wife but it never gets specific and I kind of think the reason for that is it can't get specific. It's a feeling, like it's an irrationality. And I think what's really interesting about his performance, which I think is like a great performance in that it's totally believable uh, to me, is that he never, he, he has this love for his daughter that feels fragile. Like it feels like things are not right. Like he needs her too much. 
and that need could be suffocating or it could lead him to make decisions that are not good but it never teeters over into feeling like dangerous or abusive like it it walks this line really well i think where you you sympathize with him i would say slightly my sympathy with him for him was more clean than my sympathy for the mother in the florida project because i do feel like he is aware of the responsibility that he has and is aware of the effect he's having on her. Yeah. And he's trying within this very flawed hurt perspective to do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a scene like, it's just like an early on scene. It's not huge to the plot, but mm -hmm. essentially the daughter's hungry. And though he wants to live off the land, he decides to make a trip into town, visit like a vet assistance. Yeah. VA hospital. Yeah. yeah. And, and then go like sell the stuff that he would get for visiting there to other vets um, who need it more than he does and then try to provide her like a nice meal as mm -hmm. opposed to like the we cut some plants from the forest and ate mushrooms right yeah so like there's definitely a sense of he knows when he's crossing a line of negligence towards mm -hmm. his child and when it's like fun camping time yeah. right so like you, you can definitely see where he is putting her first, um, even when she's working with the social worker, like she's she's overeducated for her age. Like mm -hmm. there's there's a lot. It goes out of its way to make sure you know that the daughter's fine. It's just that they're living in uh, technically illegal circumstances. Well, and the thing is, she's fine and she's not fine. Like I I don't want to ruin the arc of the film, but there are moments later in the film that make you question: Is this even safe? Like is this actually all that heartfelt or is there real danger to this lifestyle that they have? And I think the movie definitely, it wants to poke at you and have you feel both. It wants you to believe that he cares and that her life has been good and not too deprived by the circumstance and also heavily feel that she needs to get out of the circumstance. And it, it so, does like an interesting thing to you where it, it dangles in front of you the feeling of what would her life look like in a normal situation. And that, to me, was the most heartwarming part of the film. And without giving too much away, that is not the entirety of the movie. Like, the movie takes that away from you for some period of time. And it was really hard for me to wrestle with because there is, like, this father's love and not letting go of him and the family unit being a family unit. I thought this was going to be a movie where the government is bad. Yeah. And the people who are enforcing the law are bad and they are breaking up a thing that works and they're doing damage. I thought this was going to be a movie about like displacing the homeless or something. Yeah. And it is not that movie. I think everyone, including social workers are very sympathetic in this movie. And it's kind of just like an intractable problem. And it's just like letting you sit with this difficult dynamic where the right thing isn't obvious because it's, the dad can't handle the correct action. Yeah. And that to me, that was just really interesting. I had never thought about the world in that light before. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to chew over. I'm, I'm still, we promised no spoilers. So I, I don't want I, I guess I, I never felt the daughter was in danger. Mm -hmm. I, I felt it was more a, an emotional connection that she was missing from the rest of the world that like I, I figured I thought she was always safe with her father. I mean, okay, now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it just came back to me. Yeah, I, I think there are moments in Washington that are not safe. <laughs> well, also, 
it, it's okay. We don't, yeah, we don't need to go yeah, to spoilers. We don't need to go with it. But um, I, I think that's where it is playing with you. And I, I was wrestling with that because I, I really believe the arc of this film was going to be the arc of a room type film where it's this is the before and this is the after. Yeah. I was ready for that movie. Yeah. I was ready to cry at that movie. Like when she cuts her hair and loses all yeah, her strong. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was ready for all of that. And what it gave me instead was something much more difficult, but I, I liked it. It was the kind of difficulty that I felt like only a small naturalistic little movie that is all about expression and not much about plot could give you. Yeah. So, I was really happy with it. It to me, it felt very Andrea Arnold, like American Honey. This feeling of just being in nature and seeing beauty and loneliness there at the same time. It, I'm a sucker for that. So I, I really liked what this movie did. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I didn't not like it, but it definitely was a film that doesn't answer the questions that a Christopher Schneezy wants wants to hear. Like I'm, I am all about. I, I, I need motivations from the characters and justification for their actions. Like I'm fine with not agreeing with somebody's justifications, but I want to know that they're justified in their action. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, um, like, you know, Ben Foster's sort of like, I know what I should do, but I can't, I'm fine with that. But I think the, the, the daughter's inability to understand what's happening in the rest of the world, like it, I felt like the film, could have been commenting on that, but instead mm. was just showing that. Um, and it was kind of like experience without like thesis <laughs> is less exciting to me than like you taking a stance on something about a situation. Mm. Um, but yeah, okay. I agree. I do just want to say though, I think both lead performances, like this movie is all the daughter and the father Oh yeah, and nothing I else. And I think they're both like, incredibly good performances yeah they're 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 great in this yeah. film like they, they are what made this film so watchable mm -hmm. um yeah i think without their performances i would have been l much less entertained by this film i mean this is a film that has like five acts <laughs> like it's 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 a film where like you think it's done and then like two more major events are going to happen <laughs> that are going to like go like, oh, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. 30 more minutes. It's the movie. opposite of wild where <laughs> you think there will be three acts and there's only one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the daughter did get that horse tattoo by the right. end of it, though. <laughs> uh, she didn't get a tattoo, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, should should we should we get to verdicts? Sure. <laughs> All right, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, I recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I'm giving it a gentle must-see. I think this this movie just does so many things right, and it's exactly what I was hoping for when I watched the trailer. It's what the synopsis promised me. It's what I go to indie sort of films to get. This didn't make me cry profusely in the theater, but if I were like on an airplane or at home with headphones, you bet your ass I was going to cry. <laughs> um, and I, I just think it's very, it, it's a very nice movie. It's a heartwarming one that I want to root for. Um, I promise you, listeners, I'm going to get very excited about some films in the future. But for this one, uh, this is probably a wait for rental for me. Um, like I said, it, it was a film that. I enjoyed enough watching, but it wasn't one where I was like, oh man, if you miss this movie, you're missing something like really great. It, it was, it was what I, as Steven said earlier, it's exactly what you'd expect from a local film festival. Um, but, I, but yeah, I, I think it's, 
I think it's a perfectly fine film. I just, it, it wasn't that exciting to me. Mm. So wait for rental for me. Once again, I promise I will be excited about some things in the future. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that's going to bring us to the end of this review of Leave No Trace. Stephen Miller, if people want to have a trace to find you, <laughs> where do you leave a trace? If people want to trace route me, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, it is available on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will... I don't know. Actually, I think for all of these episodes, it'll be this weird clapping thing that started before all of the films that we saw during the festival. So if we had to listen to it multiple times, you have to listen to it multiple times. So uh, enjoy the clapping. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so that was our review. So uh, you ready to go off and do another review, Stephen? I sure am. All right. Take care, everybody. We will see you in the next review. And refill the beer. (laughs) Yes.